Hello and welcome to another edition of Pastor's Pad, a daily reflection about life with Jesus. Today is what they call Good Friday as a part of Holy Week or Easter Week. And that always is an interesting term for me. I know the reason why they call it that. Um, But if you just take it at face value, 2,000 years ago, this particular Friday was far from good, at least for the followers of Jesus. Today, we know it's Good Friday in part because we know that Sunday happened, that Jesus was raised from the dead, that the tomb was empty, that we have hope. But on this particular Friday, 2,000 years ago, it was a day of crushed dreams, a day where the people had thought Jesus was going to be their long-awaited Messiah, the one that was going to save them from Roman oppression, save them from their circumstances, their current set of circumstances. That's what they thought Jesus was come to do. And when the week started with the triumphal entry and the cleansing of the temple, those that were following Jesus believed that now was the time. And then Friday hit and everything changed, everything. In fact, in some ways, when you think about the followers of Jesus and you just watch Jesus's life and you see how alone he is on the cross on this day without his followers nearby except for the women, maybe one disciple. And you think that on the surface value, Jesus uh, was the biggest failure and disappointment of any leader that had ever lived. But again, we know the rest of the story and that as he said, a kernel of wheat must die and fall to the ground in order for other um, seeds to bear fruit. Um, And so we have that on this day. We have Jesus last night uh, arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane. We have him taken and put on trial with the Jews, the Jews breaking all sorts of rules, their own rules in order to put Jesus in this position. Um, I could go through those, but the point of what happened this day is the enduring of Jesus to go through this moment, knowing that it had to happen, knowing that he had to endure it. And what's interesting to me, I've reflected on this in in other places, but if you ever watch the uh, Passion of the Christ movie, uh, the one produced by Mel Gibson, uh, Jim Caviezel, I think it is, um, playing uh, Jesus, Um, historically speaking, uh, that movie does an incredible job at portraying what a a crucifixion would have been like. Um, I mean, this was one of the most, if not the most, some historians say it's the most horrific way uh, ever designed for a person to die. Um, And the Romans were experts at it, right? They they knew how to uh, drag it out. Uh, You know, when I was a kid and I would read the story of Jesus's death, um, you know, I'd always think that he he didn't last long on the cross because they had beaten him so much, flogged him, and whipped him with a whip that had shards of, of metal or pottery um, in it that would have ripped the skin. And so, of course, he, he died quickly um, because he'd been so beaten. But, but the Romans knew how to make a person suffer and to drag out that suffering. And so they were experts at it. Um, and again, uh, that particular movie, The Passion of the Christ, um, it does a good job of showing the physical suffering of Jesus, um, what he would have been through. What's amazing for me to think about 
is that the emotional, mental, spiritual suffering of Jesus was far greater than any physical suffering, and that you just can't portray in the same way. Again, as I talked about in the last episode, Jesus was literally being ripped apart from uh, his communion with the Father and uh, his communion with the Holy Spirit, that which he had enjoyed forever. And uh, some people will say, well, sure, Jesus was able to endure all of that on Friday because he knew Sunday was coming. He had prophesied, he had said it would happen, um, and and he knew what was coming. Um, but again, I refer to um, 19th and 20th century uh, author Ellen White, who uh, has some interesting things to say about what Jesus endured on the cross and what he felt. And in her um, writing, she talks about how Jesus couldn't see through uh, the portal of the tomb, that he felt like this separation from God uh, and the Spirit was going to be eternal, uh, that on the cross it felt like all of his future was being snuffed out. and again, I'll refer to uh, some word, other words from Scripture that says Jesus was tempted like we are, yet was without sin. And I think he was tempted far greater than we are because there he is through each one of these moments, and especially on the cross, I think about people hurling their insults and mocking him and saying, oh, you healed others. You can't heal yourself. If you truly are the Christ, come down off that cross. The thing is, Jesus could have done that. Jesus could have had the thought, said the word, and come down off the cross, and that would have shown them, but that wouldn't have saved them. Um, and, and so Jesus continues to endure. Um, and it's also amazing to me that even on the cross, uh, once he is there, of course, being nailed to the cross, he looks at those nailing him to that cross and says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, um, continuing to show love to those um, that you wouldn't think deserve it, um, you know, that, that would receive it. And, uh, and then even on the cross, you know, um, the cross was a, a way of um, a, a person would suffer from not being able to breathe. Um, they would um, try to breathe, but if they lifted themselves up, if they pushed themselves up, their feet would be in horrible pain because there was a nail through their feet, um, and their lungs would have felt like they were on fire. Um, and that, and so it would have hurt to push themselves up and breathe and take a breath, yet they would have had to, to say something. And on the cross, again, you have Jesus pushing himself up to say certain things, to make sure his uh, mother, Mary, was taken care of, to, um, to make sure that the thief on the cross knew um, that he was loved and that he, even he, could be saved. Um, you know, and, and Jesus, to do each one of those things, had to go through excruciating pain. But again, even on the cross, he's thinking of others. Even on the cross, as the darkness is overwhelming, he's thinking about others. Um, and then as we uh, talked about last night, um, you know, that Jesus's heart rips in half uh, or explodes, uh, you know, one or the other under the weight and the pressure of everything. Um, and, and we believe that because when they pierced his side, it says blood and water flowed. That probably wouldn't have happened if um, he hadn't had an internal rupture of an organ. Um, you know, and, uh, and, and it's interesting, again, the, the, the Romans are... Um, 
shocked uh, that Jesus died so quickly. Um, you know, even with all he had been through, they're shocked. And if they're shocked, it means that it wasn't normal, even with what they put Jesus through. Again, they knew what they were doing, and this wasn't normal. Um, so Jesus' heart bursts, uh, you know, and then there's an earthquake and, and the curtain in the temple that was about the width of a man's hand. It was thick. It was torn from top to bottom, not bottom to top. It was top to bottom, which, which gives the idea that it was a holy rending of the curtain. Um, and now we had access to go in to meet with God, but God also has access to come out. Of course, he always did, but uh, in the minds of everyone else, that, that was the, the temple was the only place to meet with God. Um, now that has been undone. Um, as Jesus cried out his last, it is finished. And it's also interesting uh, to me that um, the centurion that was standing there in charge of the soldiers, uh, he has this comment after Jesus dies, as truly this was the son of God. Now this uh, more than likely would have been a pagan um, and he would have watched thousands, hundreds if not thousands of people die on a cross and yet there was something so different about the way that Jesus died um, that caused him to say, to make that conclusion that truly this was the Son of God. This was different than anything I've ever seen before. This was something other, something holy. And Jesus did all of this for each and every single one of us. He went through the unbearable, unbelievable, hard-to-imagine pain and suffering internally of separation from the Father. He faced death, um, not knowing for sure that Sunday would happen. And again, Ellen White would tell us that he did all of these things to save us. And if he would have just saved one person, he would have done it. That's how much he loves us. And so I hope that you have time today to reflect on these things. In fact, as a spiritual tool, um, I'd highly recommend taking some time just to listen to the scriptures being read. Uh, you can go on to the Bible app um, and you can go to John 18 to 20 or you can go to Matthew uh, 26 and 27. You can listen to these things. I'd, I'd encourage you to pause before the resurrection, even though that's hard. You want there to be a happy ending to the story. But just like it was 2000 years ago, we get to the end of Friday and we start into Sabbath and it's just hard to know what's going to happen next for them. Uh, and then, of course, we'll talk tomorrow about how Sabbath was a day of silence. But I encourage you to listen to the scriptures as you listen uh, to an audio version. You can do it on YouTube as well. There's other places. Um, but just close your eyes and imagine yourself being there in the scenes, witnessing all of this happen and take place. Take it all in. Um, and uh, the scriptures were meant to be heard. And so I encourage you to do that today. So let's have a word of prayer as we go through this Good Friday. Father God. Again, um, there, are, there are not enough words in the English language, in all languages, to uh, express our gratitude and thanks for all that you have done for us. I just pray for the courage to live for you today, all of us. And for those that have not yet met um, the Lord and Savior, the God who would uh, die for them, I pray that they would. I pray you'd help us to meet them. As we go through the course of this weekend, there's going to be so many opportunities for people to encounter the risen Lord. Um, worship services and celebrations and people, even amidst COVID and, and the different way of doing it this year, there'll be so many opportunities. So open up hearts and minds. May we grow the kingdom of God this weekend, uh, Father, for you, uh, for all that you've done. Uh, thank you. We love you and we pray these things in your precious name. Amen.
Well, thank you again for listening. This has been another edition of Pastor's Pad, uh, a reflection on life with Jesus. Hope to have you listening in in again, um, and we'll go through the weekend uh, because it's Easter. Um, So we'll celebrate each of those days. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Blessings.